Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome back to the New Truth Podcast, episode 42. Uh, we have a very, very, very special guest and a special episode for you this week. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, Catherine Daniele, our our beloved, beautiful Catherine Daniele, is on her way with her hu husby. Um, I was going to say honey and husband. Her husby. <laughs> Um, <laughs> to, I like it. She's moved. I like it too. Her Hunsby. She's moving to North Carolina from Boston and they are in the middle of a massive life transition. So we're sending her so much love as she heads on this journey. They're actually driving from Boston to North Carolina and moving their whole house there this week. So I'm sure she'll have lots to share with you on a coming episode, but she couldn't be with us this week. And so she said, why don't you just have a guest co-host? And I was so excited. Um, and so I chose my favorite human in the world, Kelsey Grant. Um, Radical Self Love is her Instagram handle. And Kelsey is one of my deepest soul sisters I've ever had in my life. And we've actually only been in each other's lives for just over a year. Mm -hmm. Actually, we've been circling each other for longer for than a long that. time. Yeah. 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 We were social media buddies for a while mm -hmm. there. And, um, I mean, our connection, so many people kept saying when I, when I first moved to Kitts from downtown, Kitts is an area in Vancouver, if you're not familiar, um, people kept saying, I'd tell them what I do. And they were like, oh, are you business partners with Kelsey Grant? Do you know Kelsey Grant? Are you Kelsey Grant? Like literally every, every time I talked about what I did and I was like, who the frick is this woman? Like we were already on Instagram and I'm like, this is so weird and not weird at all now. Mm -hmm. And now whenever we go anywhere, we get asked if we're sisters yeah. all the time. All the time. So people can feel it, the mm -hmm. epic, epic alignment here. And, and Catherine and I talk a lot on our episodes about the importance of sisterhood. And I just mm -hmm. think like our community in Vancouver right now is so, I mean, it's giving me life. It, I normally I'm like, ah, winter, no. And I just feel excited for the winter because I know mm -hmm. we're going to co-create so much magic together this year. So, so much magic. So much magic. So I feel so excited to share Kelsey with you today and to have a guest co-host. Um, mm. This is the first time Catherine and I are venturing out and trying new things. So it feels good. Um, and the topic today is all about pleasure. Um, Kelsey and I are going to talk about why pleasure is your secret weapon when it comes to dating and relationships. And Kelsey is the pleasure freaking queen. <laughs> This woman, oh my God, you are. <laughs> Thank you. She's just like, and she just fucking owns it. And it, it, it's like, everything's about pleasure. Like eating pasta because it feels good and mm -hmm. going to the spa and like going to dance classes to move your body. And it, there's just this beautiful, beautiful relationship that you have to pleasure. And I feel I feel like because of that, you're, you're always so grounded. Like there's mm. something so deeply rooting about pleasure because of course pleasure, and we'll talk lots about this today, but pleasure brings you into your body. Mm. When you're actually devoted to having a pleasurable life, it brings you into your body. And when you're in your body, of course, you're going to be a lot more grounded and rooted. I'm actually just putting this together right now. This is just like, I never thought about that before, but that's, that's something I love about you is there's this sensual, beautiful, like rooted, grounded presence to you. I never feel any like, you know, dysregulation mm. in your nervous system. There's just, it feels so good to be around you. It feels so nourishing to be around you. 
And I feel like that's a, this is a huge part of it is your devotion to pleasure in your life and to being connected to your body. So we are going to be talking all about this today, but just in case you don't know who Kelsey is, I know that many of you do. Um, We interviewed this beautiful woman on episode six, and Mm -hmm. she was our first ever interview on the New Truth podcast. And it was an epic conversation called Fuck the Rules, Make Your Own about (laughs) the new paradigm of relationship, which is relationship can look however you want it to look, Mm -hmm. and that we don't have to follow rules and we don't have to check boxes. And so that was an amazing conversation. So if you haven't heard that, definitely go back. Um, Kelsey's Instagram handle is Radical Self Love. So check her out there. She is an unbelievable educator and teacher of love, and she transmits through her teaching. So this woman is potent. She is magical. She is witchy. She is powerful beyond belief. And I believe every woman on earth needs to hear your message and needs to Mm -hmm. be exposed to this. It is so deeply healing and it's time. I mean, we've had so many episodes recently where we've had these conversations about patriarchy, stress Mm -hmm. disorder, and and the ramifications of being born into a patriarchy as a woman. And I just think like, my God, follow Kelsey because she's breaking all the rules and like (laughs) Fuck the rules, make your own. So Mm -hmm. definitely check her out. And she is absolutely brilliant. She has incredible coaching programs. And we'll talk more about that kind of stuff towards the end of the conversation. But um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add? That was your informal bio that we're doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, I think you pretty much covered it. Like I do love and relationship education. And now I'm moving in the direction of integrating more sexuality and pleasure work into the teachings that I do, which feels very true and on purpose for me, like sensuality and sexuality has always been such a big part of my personality and my life. And it's also like such a sacred area that, you know, I need to approach it with so much reverence that I'm not just Mm going to like throw it into my brand before it's ready to be integrated into the brand. And so now is the time, like 2020 was the year that it's like, okay, I'm ready to be birthed into your (laughs) brand. Um, So that feels really good to kind of like explore that unraveling and that unfolding and that integration and just go at the pace at which my soul is dictating instead Mm -hmm. of like forcing this agenda for my brand to be a certain way at a certain time. Yes. So that's the, that's the only other thing I would add in that that piece is now part of the teachings as well. It's coming in hot. And I, I just think as you're talking about it, I'm thinking of all the like tens of thousands of women who follow you soon to be millions of women who follow you who but the tens of thousands of women who already follow you who have been on this journey with you and you started with learning how to love yourself learning Mm -hmm. how to honor yourself learning how to have needs how to speak up how to set boundaries how to honor your truth and i feel like it's such a i have goosebumps i feel like it's such a beautiful trajectory because i think so many for me personally sexuality is always my growth edge that's always Mm -hmm. like which you know it's like that's the place where i need to put the most or do put the most attention because it's like, there's still, I can still feel um, places within myself where there's repression Mm -hmm. and from trauma. And I look at, you know, so many of the sexuality teachers out there, it's just too, it's too much. I'm like, whoa, I'm like way over like that, you know, doing um, weight lifts with my, (laughs) with my pussy is like, "Ah, not quite there yet. Like there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of, um, and they're great teachers, but they're for the women who are already really sexually empowered. And so I just feel like what a gift to all the women who've been following you and you've been slowly helping them heal their hearts and come back home to themselves. And now Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, let's go deeper. Let's turn the Mm -hmm. volume up and go deeper. And how, how, um, it's just so much more of a, uh, a journey because it is a journey. It is a journey. Like every educator, every coach, every teacher is on their own personal journey. And I'm more inclined to listen and learn from someone who is really transparent about their journey Mm. uh, versus someone who is like, 
I got all the answers. I've got it all together. Like I figured this whole human life thing out, like listen to me. I'm like, I think that that age of the arrogant leader of the unintegrated leader is quickly dying. Like 2020 is like, fuck this shit. We do not have time for this anymore. Mm -hmm. And all of those energies are, you know, being exposed for what they are. Like this is a big year of revelation and You know, and I think that's why it's so important to be rooted in the body and so mm-hmm. important to have a pleasure practice that is so much more than just part of your sexual expression. You know, it has to be part of your whole human expression. Mm. And when we have that piece really anchored, it's so much easier for our discernment to really filter people in versus, you know, when we're disassociated from our body, it's really hard to tell if someone is a rooted teacher who's an embodiment of what they're actually preaching or just someone who's a really good marketer, someone who Mm -hmm. is a really good talker, but the back end of their life is a fucking disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a lot of that in this industry. And I think that yeah, the more exactly the more women come home to their own truth and can feel themselves, you can feel it. And mm-hmm. if someone's telling you they've got everything together, it's just not true. Nobody does. It's Nobody just not does. true. And it just creates more insecurity in the listener mm-hmm. because if they think, oh, this teacher has it all together, I could, I could never have that. It just yeah. creates more discord. But when, when you were talking about that, I was also thinking with lovers too. Like if a woman mm-hmm. doesn't know pleasure in her own body, and we're not, yeah. we use the word pleasure and yes, sexual pleasure is a huge part of that, but we're not just talking about sexual pleasure. Pleasure is so much more than just your sexuality and, and, or your sexual expression. And I think of, you know, all the women and all the times in my own life, when I was completely disassociated from myself, my body, my own ability to feel pleasure, first of all, sex wasn't even for me. It was just like, oh yeah, you have sex because that's what you do. And like, sometimes I have an orgasm, but it's like not really for me. And secondly, there's not really um, a solid vetting process when you're disconnected from your own body, when you're out there, when you're out there choosing partners. And so just as you were talking about choosing teachers, I was imagining all the women choosing partners. And when we're disassociated from ourselves, how dangerous that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I look back on my history of some of the people I've chosen, (laughs) especially like in my early twenties, like, before I really got into like some serious long-term relationships, like I was so not rooted in my body. And so some of the lovers or the partners that I was choosing, they were just train wrecks. I mean, Mm -hmm. arguably like I could be considered a train wreck at that time too. So like this is not a judgment (laughs) on them, but like there was no real vetting that was happening. It's like, Oh, you're hot. My pussy is tingling. Great. Let's Let's do this. (laughs) And I had this thing of like, no one night stands. And then of course I had one and I'm like, "Mm, it's not really my thing. So I would actually just go on like a couple dates with them first and then have sex with them. And then be like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) And then be like, okay, bye. Just and so then there that, was me who was like, cling, I'm clinging to you now. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I would stick around if like the sex is really good or if I felt like really attracted, but like it was like, I got myself into these situations with these people that just were not good for me. Yes. They yeah. weren't good for my nervous system. They weren't good for my attachment system. They just weren't good for my heart. And when someone is not good in all of those areas, they're also not really good for your body either. No, no. And so, you know, going through all of those experiences and inevitably led me to this place of, hmm, maybe I should develop a higher standard for selecting partners mm-hmm. and like really listen to how they feel in my, my system. Like, what is my body saying when I'm around this person? Can I relax in their presence? Do I open in their presence? Do I feel inspired in their presence? Do I feel safe to bring more of me to the table? And if that is the case, then I move towards. And if it is not the case, then I'm like, bye, have a nice incarnation. Like, I don't have time for this shit anymore. (laughs) But that also took, well, I'm 
38 years old. Like it took some time to really get to that space of not only just anchoring into my body, but learning what those cues in my system actually meant. Yeah. You know, because it's one thing to be in your body, you do a yoga practice or you do a dance practice or, and like, you're like, Oh, I can feel my feet. I can feel my body. Okay, great. But if we don't know what those cues in your body mean, then, you know, that's, that's a little bit challenging to really be able to use that in the dating phase or use that in the relational world to discern like, what is the cue that my body is giving me? Is this Mm -hmm. a cue coming from fear of like, Ooh, this feels really vulnerable. And so I'm feeling a little more exposed than normal. And so like, that's why I'm feeling a little bit of contraction or is it the contraction of no, 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 no. This is not someone who is good for you. Mm-hmm. And we only get to know those nuances in our system by having an intimate relationship with our system. Yes. And both sexual and non-sexual, like they're both important mm-hmm. because both sides will give you ad- like so much information, so much data that you'll be able to learn yourself and like, oh, actually when it, it pings on the left side of my body, I'm like, ooh, I should really pay attention. And if it pings on the right side, that's usually like the intention to like move forward. This is a little bit vulnerable, but like move forward. But if if it's on the left, then mm, maybe I should really be discerning here. Mm. And everybody's body will give them different cues. So me sharing my cues might be helpful, but it also is probably going to show up differently in your body and in everybody's body who's listening to this podcast today. It's so true. And like, what a, what a tragic thing. I mean, hopefully if you've been listening to the new truth podcast, you know, for the last 42 weeks, you, (laughs) um, you, you're starting to realize the importance of connecting with yourself and having a relationship with you. But I just think of the tragedy of how as women, we're just like, because we're operating, most of us in dating and relationships are operating from our minds and our ego minds and our saboteur minds, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, which is our protective mechanisms. And so like whether it's projecting a story onto the person or like holding ourselves back in fear of getting hurt or um, trying to control someone else's behavior or having high expectations or whatever, like most of us are in our minds and all the focus is on the other person. Mm-hmm. And nobody teaches us until they meet us. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like nobody taught us along the way to learn how to have a relationship with your body and with yourself and what's, and learn how to understand our signals and learn how to know what you love. I mean, I think of like the teachers that are teaching about pleasure and the, you know, the, the question of like, tell the man like what you like. A lot of women don't even know because Mm -hmm. they haven't even explored their own bodies. And that certainly was me. And that's, you know, I'm still on the journey of, of exploring my own body. But I just think like how we're so disempowered around the body. We go to a doctor when we feel a pain instead of like having a conversation with our body and getting clear on like, what's the emotional reason for this back pain or this sore throat or whatever. Is there something going on that I'm not Mm -hmm. looking at or I'm avoiding? Nope. We just go to the doctor and the doctor gives us some antibiotics that fuck up our system. And then we go home or like we, and we give credit to the doctor or the naturopath or the nutritionist, or we get give credit to the massage therapist. Like you touch me, Mm -hmm. like how many people are actually massaging themselves? Like, yes, we can't give yourself a full body massage, but like, have you ever massaged yourself? You know, like the places that you can reach, like how Mm -hmm. often are you actually in connection and in relationship with your body? And as women, I think that actually, I want to bring in the, the, the topic of body image issues, because I think that's a huge part of why women are so disassociated it is trauma a and who hasn't had trauma i think really all women have when it comes yeah. to sexual experiences we've all said yes at least once when we mm-hmm. when our bodies were actually a no mm-hmm. um and so there's trauma but also um oh what was the other thing i was gonna say i wow well, it's just we're talking about body window. image 
body image. Thank you. Relationship with your body. And so like, if your mind is at war with your body and I've navigated body image issues over many years, my weight has fluctuated over the years and it's always emotional is like mostly when in relationship, you know, if a relationship isn't serving me, my body puts on weight. And then when I leave the relationship, it releases it. And it's like, or if I'm in some emotional traumatic situation or whatever, and, and of course our programming around our bodies is they're all supposed to look the same and this is what it's supposed to look like. And then of course that changes every 10 years. So we can never every, I don't know how often every five years. So we can never actually be satisfied with who we are and where we are. And so a huge part of the the pleasure work that I'm doing right now with myself is like changing my relationship to my body right now, rather than my mind is like, Oh, when I lose 10 pounds, then I'll have a good relationship with my body. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be more devoted to my pleasure. Then I'll be more in relationship and feel good about my body. When I lose weight, when I get the guy, when I am loved and adored by someone else. And it's all so disempowering because the reality is we never get there. Your mind, your saboteur ego mind will never let you get there. Mm -hmm. And so we have to choose it ourselves and we have to actually change the relationship to our body ourselves in order to actually feel connected to are like all of these things we're talking about feeling mm-hmm. pleasure the signals that we're getting when something's out of alignment all of this 100% and i mean i can really relate to that like i had a relationship that ended in 2016 and i had gained oh probably like 40 pounds in that relationship and when it ended i remember the first thing that went through my head was who is going to love me now like my body looks like this, who is ever going to love me now? Mm. And like, it was heartbreaking to hear myself say that and to actually believe it. Like there was a part of me that believed that I was unworthy of being loved because my body had changed. Yeah. And my body changed as a result of the emotional abuse that happened in that relationship and the betrayal trauma that happened in that relationship. And so I had to really start reframing that of like, actually the weight is protection. Like it's necessary. Like this is how you survived a really shitty situation. Yeah. And coming into right relationship with my body after that relationship ended was such a potent gift. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my most recent relationship that just completed something similar happened in that relationship where my body started to put on weight and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. And so like I was starting to get that signal about a year before we actually broke up. And, you know, at that point I'm like, okay, I know that there is maybe a disconnect with my, my relationship to my body. And even though my body is changing, I can still love and appreciate and accept myself fully. And so it was an interesting experience because when that relationship ended, that narrative didn't come up again. Mm. That narrative wasn't like, Oh my God, who will love me now? It was more like, okay, well that's done. His loss, like I'm moving forward and like, let's, let's go get it on. Like, let's be in right relationship with your body the way it is right now. And yeah, it's a little bit, you know, bigger. There's a little bit more weight. That's okay. Like, let's mm-hmm. just go move in pleasurable ways and not move in a way to release the weight. Mm-hmm. Because I think that my only value is at a certain number on the scale, yes. but more so move because it feels good to move and it yeah. feels good to clear some of that stagnant energy that has been locked up in my body as a way to protect myself from, you know, the chaotic energy that was happening in that relationship. Oh my and, God. Yes. This is know, such an important conversation. It's so important. And, you know, I, like right before we got on the podcast today, I texted you, I was like, I'm dancing around naked. Can we like start the podcast a little later? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And like 20 year old me would have had a, or even like However, however old I was at, at, in 2016, like those versions of me would have been like, I can only dance around naked if 
my body mm-hmm. looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. And today I was just like, fuck it. This song is amazing. And I don't want to put on clothes yet. So I'm just going to dance around my apartment while I'm getting ready. And I'm, you know, doing this naked devotional dance to myself yes. and like connecting into my body and like speaking into my body of like, you are fucking brilliant. Like yes. you are incredible. Like, mm, I love the way you just moved there. Like, Ooh, look at how that breast is looking today. Mm, delish. Like yeah. just like pumping myself up yeah. and, but from a very like rooted place of like, I actually mean what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not looking in the mirror and being like, I love you. And their mind's like, I hate you. I love you. I hate you. You're beautiful. You're ugly. (laughs) It's actually, it's, and it's actually changing the relationship. God, I'm so, I, of course we went into an epic place. I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I feel like this is such a big part of the disconnect for women. Mm -hmm. And as long as your mind is telling you that you will be you'll be able to experience something when you lose weight, yeah. you, you're at war with your body mm-hmm. instead of in reverence with your body. When mm-hmm. you're in reverence with your body, if you're holding on to weight, that's actually not meant to be there. It will fall away. Yeah. But not when you're looking at the scale, not when you're waiting for it to fall away, it will fall away because it's meant to. And because your mm-hmm. focus isn't on making your body wrong. Yeah. Um, because this is so it is so true. Weight in somatic psychology is protection. Mm -hmm. And I think like how brilliant are our bodies? You know, I think of all, and and I, I feel so much compassion for all the women in the world who struggle with major weight issues. And, um, I've had clients that have really significant weight issues or challenges. And, and the, the reason is, is because they had major trauma, whether it was sexual abuse or physical abuse and like your body, emotional abuse, your body is this beautiful, beautiful, unbelievably brilliant vessel. And the fact that it's able to do that to protect you is incredible. Mm-hmm. And yet society tells us, oh no, women are only valuable if they look like this, if they look like that. And it, like society keeps us in discord with ourselves. And so in order to break free from that, you've got to be a fucking rebel mm-hmm. and you've got to learn how to have a reverent relationship with yourself and your body. And your body is your vehicle to pleasure. It's your vessel to experience pleasure in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And pleasure, I believe, is the only reason we're here. What else is there? Like whether it's having a pleasurable, nourishing sister night, like we did the other mm-hmm. night around the campfire, um, whether it's pleasurably dancing naked in your living room, whether mm-hmm. it's pleasurably having a bath. I just did that because that's what I do. (laughs) Whether it's like walking in nature or having an orgasm or like our bodies are designed to feel and experience pleasure, but most of us just live in pain in our bodies because we're so disassociated and disconnected from them. And I believe the pain is constantly talking to us. It's like, hey, pay attention to me, take care of me, nourish Mm -hmm. me, love me, come home to me. And like, the body's always trying to call us back home, but most women don't even know that that's mm. true. And like, you are not able to experience the depth of pleasure that's possible for you unless you come home to your body, unless you build a reverent, loving, honoring relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. 100%. And for me, like that just took time. Mm-hmm. It really did. You know, it wasn't like I had this realization after that relationship in 2016 ended and then boom, all of a sudden I'm in right relationship with me. Like I had to put some structures in place because that's how I roll. Like (laughs) (laughs) I need a little bit of structure to my, my flow. And Mm -hmm. I had this intention of like, I'm going to like circle my life and focus my life around friends, fulfillment, fitness, and fun. Ooh, That's it. If it's, if it doesn't fall into those four categories, I'm not doing it. That was the the devotion I made to myself after that relationship ended. Mm-hmm. And so there was so much that started to enrich my life because those were the four pillars. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my body did release the weight and I didn't even notice. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I was, like you said, like watching the scale or like measuring myself every day. I was just like outliving my life. Yes. I was out doing fun things with my friends that were fulfilling and sometimes included physical activity and fitness, you know, and with the fitness, I was like, the fitness has to be fun. 
It yes. has to be fulfilling. Yeah. And I, you know, want to do it with my friends. Yeah. And so I started to explore new ways to move my body that were outside of the norm of what I had known. Like I used to go to the gym for like three hours every single day. God. And like, I was like, when I commit to something, like I'm in it, like I commit, like there is no wobbling. And that's true. (laughs) And so when I kind of came out of that relationship, I'm like, okay, I need to create a right relationship with fitness. Mm -hmm. And that does not include pushing past my limits because being at the gym for three hours a day, every single day, every single week is pushing past my limits and not honoring the cues of my body. Yes. And there Being are driven s- by the, the crazy yeah. lady upstairs. That's like, gotta work out harder. Gotta work out more. harder. harder. <laughs> yeah. More Ugh. weights, more cardio, run faster, you know? And, yeah. and I was like, yeah, no, what if I could just do pleasurable fitness, pleasurable yeah. movement. And so yeah. I started going back to dance and that's when I started going to spin because I love spinning and I love riding the bike. I don't really like riding bikes in real life, but I love <laughs> the spin bike. <laughs> and I started doing boxing and Legree and like all of these things that I never would have tried before. Cause I was so like focused on, it has to be cardio and the gym cardio and weights, cardio and weights. And I'm like, how about let's relinquish that control and let's go the route of pleasure and explore fitness from a more pleasurable standpoint. Like what movement does my body want today? Mm. Does my body want to dance? Does my body want to stretch? Does my body want to go do some Pilates? Does my body want to box? And does my body want to run? Like I just give myself the space to have the Mm. variety of the experience, which ends up being much more pleasurable because it doesn't feel like a drag to go and do this. I'm like, Ooh, I'm excited to go to this dance class, or I'm excited to go to the spin class, or I'm excited to go for a long walk on the seawall, like, Mm -hmm. and really getting out of that very linear, logical way of looking at fitness in my body was so helpful in cultivating a more pleasurable rooted life. Yeah. And yeah. And when pleasure is your core commitment, your life is just way better. Like all Mm -hmm. the women who are Mm -hmm. listening, who are thinking like, I'm in the wrong relationship. I need a different guy or I'm, or or that you're single and you're desperately wanting a relationship and you're wanting that guy and you're wanting that thing, like switch gears, switch gears and dedicate yourself to your own pleasure because Mm -hmm. then you become a magnet. Just like the, what you were saying with the weight loss, it's like, you're not look, it happens, but you're no longer attached to it. So it just Mm -hmm. happens effortlessly rather than it being you waiting like, okay, I went to the gym for three hours. Now I got to weigh myself again, see if it's working, see if it's working. It's like the thing, all of the things that we desire happen when we're not attached to them, when we're not looking for them, when you're not looking for love or looking for the escape or looking for the fantasy or whatever, but you're actually just devoted to your own pleasure. I mean, hello, you're going to feel amazing whether you have a relationship or not, whether you lose weight or not. Mm -hmm. And then those things happen organically. And it's so much more fulfilling when you're not trying to find it, but you're just this walking pleasure. Like God, when I'm in a state of pleasure, everyone looks like it's, mm-hmm. and it's not what I look like. Like, it's not because it's mm-hmm. like, I could be in like my yoga clothes with a hat on and, but like, if I'm in my own pleasure, like children are drawn to me, dot animals Dogs. are drawn to me. Like <laughs> it literally everyone, like people look as if like, it's a, you're, I feel like they're looking at me like I'm a movie star, mm-hmm. but it's just because I'm oozing pleasure. I'm actually yeah. walking through the world feeling the experience and that is it's the most powerful potent perfume on earth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aside from like your pussy juice is your perfume i mean that's juice. part of pleasure so yeah. part of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> that too <laughs> yeah and i feel the same way like when i'm in my pleasurable radiance like first of all i'm not looking for attention no you know and so i'm just out living my life and i'm connected Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like when I'm in my pleasure, I'm connected to myself, but I'm also connected to the present moment. I'm actually noticing things in my environment that turn me on. And, and I, when I say turn on, I don't mean in a sexual way, although sometimes that might be the case. Yeah. Um, but when I say turn on, I often mean like, I feel 
turned on like on a soul level. Like I am lit up, like just like a light switch gets turned on. I'm like, I'm lit up from the inside out and responding to life and life is responding to me. And it is, it's this very magical place to be. And it requires me to be feeling my body. I need to be able to feel my feet. I need to be able to feel my arms and my breasts and my womb and like my whole entire body. Mm-hmm. And when I'm walking down the street, being present to myself and everything around me, well, that's when the magic starts to happen. That's when you get a call. I mean like, Oh, Hey, there's this opportunity that you've been wanting for like 10 years. Yeah. Hey, would you like it? Yeah. Like, okay. Or you randomly collide with someone who ends up being like one of your best friends or a potential lover, or maybe even a life partner. Because when people are like, if I'm not on a dating app, how am I going to meet somebody? Mm. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, <laughs> Like, I Once will never. Once upon a time, dating apps didn't exist, people. Exactly. <laughs> they were not even a thing. <laughs> they weren't a thing. And I'm like, if you go through life connected to yourself and connected to the present moment, I promise you. Yes. You will meet the most magical people. They will be pulled into your vortex. Yes. They will find you. You will find them. But the reason why we can't relinquish that control and like we're trying to micromanage the universe all the time is because we don't have that connected rooted relationship to ourself. We're trying to outsource everything, you know, so that we don't have to cultivate that relationship to ourselves. We don't have to do the work of creating a pleasure practice because there is, there is devotion that is required there, which means there's effort that's required there. Your mindset is not going to change just because you want it to. Yeah. It requires you to actually, like every single day, like methodically choose to look for things that delight you. Methodically Mm -hmm. choose to look for pleasure. Methodically choose to feel your body. Whatever sensations are going on in your body, just feel them. Be with them. Try and name them. Like put a hand over like where you're feeling sensation in your body right now. Like that would be a really good moment. Like, let's just take a little check-in. Let's scan the body from head to toe. Where are you feeling sensation? I'm feeling it like in the top of my chest. And it's like this like fluttery, excited energy. I'm like, whew, we're getting into like a nice pocket here. Like, ah, okay, we're locked and loaded here. And whatever's going on in your body, just notice it. That's part of the cultivation. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And how your mind will always play the victim card of like, oh no, we'll be like, we'll feel good and sexy and beautiful and important and all these things that the ego is waiting to feel. You'll feel that when the guy chooses you, when he proposes, when you're, or if you're in a relationship and it's feeling dead, it's like blaming him and like, oh, there's some guy over there has got the the answer for you. And that's the setup. Mm -hmm. And that's the story we've been fed our whole lives. But Mm -hmm. the truth is when you're super committed and connected to cultivating your own pleasure and your own a relationship with yourself is like all that stuff doesn't matter. And then it's like, that's like a, it's a bonus. Mm -hmm. And let's say you're in a relationship right now. That's totally dead. It feels dead. Like it's done. Well, you start cultivating pleasure within yourself and you start devoting yourself to yourself and you start like, I mean, God, I think of my apartment, even like every piece of furniture is like to bring me pleasure. It's like the most Mm -hmm. beautiful couch and the most softest pillows and the most like, perfectly soft blankets in the colors that my eyes love, like in my palette, you know, it's everything the the rug that I got is the softest rug. It's like, I intend, I'm intentional about every single thing in all of my clothes that they feel pleasurable, that my Mm -hmm. surrounding feels pleasurable. And if you devote yourself in this way, I mean, God, you could, you could resuscitate a totally dead relationship just by mm-hmm. all of a sudden being so deeply, like start going to dance classes and start, um, get, a, I mean, for sure we got to talk about the crystal 
-hmm. the crystal wand, mm -hmm. the crystal mm -hmm. dildo, get a crystal dildo or start with a, a jade egg or a yoni egg. Um, if your crystal dildo feels too advanced for you, but like start actually doing some breath work, doing some tantra, like doing some shifting of your, of where your attention is and devote yourself to you and to your mm -hmm. body and to your pleasure practices. And you can absolutely, like a relationship can completely come alive that wasn't, 100%. that had lost its fire. Um, the problem in relationship is we're looking to the other person thinking that they're supposed to make us feel a certain way. And yeah. of course, on episode 42, if you're not new to this, you know that they're not, <laughs> it's not their job. You better know by now, but this is like, it's your secret weapon. It really yeah. is. You can absolutely, I mean, God, even I say to my clients, like if you're in a boardroom meeting and you're bored out of your fucking mind, start to do some like breathing into your belly and your womb and start to feel your, your pussy and start to mm -hmm. notice, like even just think. And if you're uncomfortable with the word pussy, Go Start buy there. Pussy, a reclamation. <laughs> Go buy Pussy, a reclamation by Mama Gina. Mm -hmm. um, that book is, every woman should read that book. But like if you are uncomfortable with that word, that word is, is a sacred feminine word that has been used, you know, it has been used as in a derogatory way for a long time. And um, we need to reclaim it. So like, but even thinking the word pussy, I mean, I say that word and my portal opens. Mm -hmm. I can like feel it right away. Yeah. And so, you know, you're bored in a boardroom meeting. <laughs> connect Just to your pussy like power. Connect, connect to your pussy power. You have yeah. 8,000 nerve endings. Like connect to the magic that's in your body. Just start to feel your body. I, I had <laughs> to share this story. You'll appreciate this one. I was at a mastermind in, um, where were we? Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was a bunch of, it was when I was working with, um, the company that I worked for before I started my own jam mm -hmm. and we had a mastermind and it was a bunch of high level entrepreneurs who were like joint venture partners with, with, um, the, the people I worked for. And we were all sitting around in a room and that morning, my roommate and I, who is a old friend of mine was telling me about how she and her husband are swingers, which I already knew. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me a story of this couple that they were recently with. And she was telling me about the woman and how she's like, Oh my God, Kate, every woman needs to experience being with a woman. And she starts describing what it was like to be with a woman. Mm -hmm. And so Fast forward to later in the day, I'm sitting in the mastermind because I got super turned on by this. And at the time, I hadn't even considered women. I was just like, what? And then, but the way she described how sensual and beautiful and like pleasurable it was to be with a woman, we're sitting in the mastermind and I'm bored because they're talking about a bunch of business things that I didn't care about. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I was like daydreaming about being with a woman. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like feeling the pleasure in my body, feeling my turn on, feeling like feeling myself so much, totally not, I'm present with myself, but not present with what's happening in the room. And the guy, <laughs> my dear friend who I worked for at the time was like, Kate, what are you smiling about back there? <laughs> I was like in the back of the room. I was like the support staff, but like they were in their masterminding and he's like, what's with that big smile on your face? And I'm like, <laughs> and, then, and then I went red right away. Like mm -hmm. he knows, he knows. Of course he didn't know, but I told him the story later. But like that's our superpower. Like we have mm -hmm. access to that 100%. from anywhere, anytime. Hundred percent. It's like that meme. It's like whenever I'm feeling down, I put my hands on my pussy, and then I'm reminded of how much power I'm holding, and then I feel good again. Because <laughs> it's so true. And like so true. in dating, like you can really use this to your advantage and yeah. not from a place of like manipulating an outcome, but from a place of like just being rooted in yourself. Like my yes. last relationship, when I first met him, like I was like full in my pleasure lane. Mm. And so I'm like, Hmm, well, this is great because someone who comes into my life when I'm in this state, like most likely is aligned for me in some way, shape or form. And when we met in person, because we had talked um, for five months, it was long distance. And when we met in person the first time, um, I'm like, I'm going to just have a full pleasure day to prepare mm. for meeting him for the first time. Because there was so much intention and reverence that I was bringing to that meeting that I'm like, I need to really be anchored in myself. Mm. And so I started the day off with self-pleasure 
And then I went to a Legree class, one of my favorite types of workouts. And then I went and found green juice and like really good coffee. And like just like took time to get ready. And then I masturbated again before he showed up. And I literally used my pussy juice and I like put it like behind my ears, like on my neck. I guess this was like maybe the second day we were seeing each other. I did this ritual the first time too, but like on the second time. And then that was the night that we kissed for the first time. And I kid you not, the exact spot where I put my pussy juice, he like attacked my neck, like (laughs) through blood. And I had a hickey, like this huge hickey on my neck. I haven't had a hickey <laughs> since I was like in junior high or high school. Like, and like, it's like, he could not get enough of that spot because yes. this was like where my radiance was activated. And then of course the whole date, I'm just like in my pleasure. Cause I'm like, <laughs> like, I've got my like pussy juice, like on my neck. And like, I was just in my power knowing that. Mm-hmm. And then when he went right for that area of my neck, I'm like, <clears throat> This is incredible. So amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. That is (laughs) so amazing. So it works. But Vegeta talks about doing that and it works. I I was always like, I don't know. But it really works. And I really think like the reason why it works is that like that's your pheromones. And so for so many of us, like we're covering our pheromones with cologne or perfume. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting like mixed signals. And then we could go down the road of like, if you have any chemicals or Botox in your face, like your body is not signaling properly and the micro expressions are not being picked up. And so when we do a ritual like this, where we like use our pussy juice as our perfume, you're going to know right away whether or not that person is attuned to your pheromones or not. Yeah, That's a really important thing, especially if we're vetting for sexual compatibility. Like if you don't like how they smell, how they taste, like how their pheromones, you know, radiate their own unique fragrance in the world, you could love someone to the ends of the earth and not be able to be turned on because like on a pheromone level, you're incompatible. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm like, well, this is a great way to see how he responds to my actual pheromones. Yes. And then I had like so much clarity after that. I'm like, okay. All right. Great. Like we, we vetted that part. Like that's fantastic. Um, but I also love what you were saying about, you know, when a relationship is, you know, in a flat zone Mm. and using pleasure, like your own pleasure practice to reboot yourself and potentially that can reboot the relationship. And it might also do the opposite. Like you and your pleasure might actually give you the exact clarity of whether or not you should still be in that relationship or not, which is ironically how my relationship ended. Yes. Because we were in quarantine, COVID, and we were not quarantining together. And we were in like this rocky pocket. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to cultivate my own pleasure. It's kind of a weird time to do that. But like, hey, if I can do it during quarantine and COVID, like I'll be able to do it no matter what. Yeah. And so that became my, my practice was connecting into my pleasure every single day. And that pleasure connection actually gave me the clarity of like, Hey, something is really off here. We need to, we need to separate. We need mm-hmm. to shift this relationship because it's no longer serving the best and highest good of everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And so that clarity can come through too, which is also a little bit scary sometimes because I think there's a part of us that wants to stay in denial. Mm-hmm. There, there definitely was a part of me that wanted to stay in denial. I'm like, I don't want to have to do the uncomfortable thing. Like, I don't want to have to leave my relationship if that's what clarity comes through. Like, I love this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the world of him, like he makes me laugh in a way that no one has ever made me laugh before. And like, we've created so much together, like, no, 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 no. But then the portal has spoken, like yes. the portal has like opened up and like the clarity comes through. I'm like, I can't deny what I know now. She doesn't lie. She doesn't that, lie. No. That, no. Yeah. And so like, and, and I've had it work both ways too, where like the cultivation of more pleasure in my relationship actually did like reinvigorate the connection. 
and brought us closer together. So it's not like this, like, dun, 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 like, like everything's going to go off the rails. Like, no, but like, you'll get to connect into your actual power source. You will get to know the clarity that you are looking for. And then we have to look at, do we have the courage to follow what we're being guided to do? And sometimes we won't. And that's okay. And sometimes mm-hmm. we will. And that's okay. And that's all a learning too. And like getting to know your compass, getting mm-hmm. to know your guidance system by sometimes we ignore the guidance and then we see what happens and we're like, okay, good, good data to collect. And then mm-hmm. other times we listen and we're like, oh, that really worked out well for me. <laughs> like, you know, pussy juice on the neck, like that worked out well for me. And I will continue using that through all of my relational experiences Yeah, because I felt so connected to myself and it's almost like this like playful energy of like, I know something you don't know. And like, it's this little mischievous energy that comes out. Like you're sitting across them from them at dinner and like, you're like, if you only knew I have pussy juice on my neck. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so like it brings like this playful energy, which then takes us out of that need to control the outcome. Mm-hmm. the need for it to move and progress to a relationship. Instead, we get to be in that moment with them in that experience and like, huh, like I know something you don't know. And also this is amazing. And then it tunes me in to what's mm-hmm. happening in that present moment. Yeah. And then I can get more accurate information about whoever I'm on a date with and as to whether or not I would like to go on another date with them. Like, yeah. And you're like, and you feel good. And mm-hmm. and like, so like, I just think of all the many, many, many women out there who are going on dates, totally depleted, yes. completely disconnected, exhausted, mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. on empty, trying to find a boyfriend, trying to find a husband. Yeah. And it's like, they're going on dates with this empty cup. And they're like, will you fill it? Are you the one? Are you the one? Will you <laughs> fill it? Oh, I think I could squish this square peg into my star hole. Like, no, mm-hmm. the square doesn't fit into the star. It's like, just doesn't. And so when you're filled up from this place and I, and I know pleasure so deeply. And for me, I've said this on the podcast before, like Europe, I mean, you and I are going on a pilgrimage or going on an epic journey, um, next May to Europe. But, um, it, it, something happens. I was reading my journal from 2017 and I was like, just arrived in London. My whole body is alive. I'm so turned on. I'm so like, I know pleasure so deeply in my body and I'm highly sensitive. So I'm grateful for my sensitivity because I believe that I get to experience states of pleasure that maybe some people can't even get to, Mm. um, on my own without an orgasm, without a dildo, without a man or a woman, without someone pleasuring me. Like I actually can feel what it's like. I've done ecstasy once and often I feel like I'm on ecstasy with no drugs mm-hmm. and where I just feel like so connected to the moment, my body, my heart, my, mm-hmm. my pussy, where I just, it's so amazing. And when you're, when you're coming, like when I am in that place, I need nothing from no one. I don't yes. need anything from my partner. I don't need anything from my friends. I don't need, my cup is overflowing. Mm-hmm. And so to go on a date from that place, you know, like energetically what we're doing when we're going on a date, we're like, will you fill my cup? Will you be the one to you choose me? me? Will you choose me and make me feel really good about myself? Right. Am I pretty Mm -hmm. enough for you? Am I smart enough? Am I, do I have the perfect enough body for you? As opposed to you sitting there in that mischievous energy being like, hmm, I'm so lit up and turned on and it's not because of you. Mm-mm. It's not because I'm on a date with you. It's because I spent the whole day basking in reverence with my body and with my pleasure and with my turn on and with my joy. And now I'm on this date and this date feels good. And I know it feels good because I'm not in my head. I'm mm-hmm. in my body and mm-hmm. I'm not giving you credit for the fact that I feel good right now on this date. Yes. I feel good right now because I'm filled up within myself and this is just a bonus. And Mm -hmm. like, so then we, from that place, we don't make decisions where it's like, Oh, need a boyfriend, need a relationship. It's coming from your pure rootedness within yourself. And my God, this is a game. This is a, this conversation of course (laughs) is potent, but like, Holy crap. I can't wait to listen back. Like this is like I'm learning from this conversation, but it's, 
I mean, it's an, and it's a never ending rabbit hole. It's so Mm -hmm. fun. Like I, I find new things every week that light me up or that, that drop me in further that I didn't know would. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, the most important relationship of all is that which, that with which you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so uh, nobody is ever going to fill you up in any way, long-term, you got to do it yourself. And when you do, my God, everything mm-hmm. gets so much better. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. You're not here. Oh my God. You're not here <laughs> to just like get a guy and sit on a couch next to someone and make dinner for them every night or like, do you know, have the same thing happen over and over again. You're not here to check a bunch of boxes. You're here to feel alive yes. and pleasure. Like as women, we have pussies. We're so blessed. We are so blessed. Sorry for any men that are listening, (laughs) but we are so (laughs) blessed that we have pussies. This Mm -hmm. is a divine portal to a magical life. And like you said earlier, that opportunity comes or that relationship shows up or that epic friendship is like when we are in a state of pleasure and we're oozing it. My God, we are just magical. And that's when synchronicity happens and we get to experience how magical life really is, even during a global pandemic, even when there's all this chaos happening around us, we still get to feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, feeling good will look different every day. So they totally, you know, don't hold yourself to this standard of like, it has to be a 10 out of 10 every single day because that will just drain your pleasure. Yeah, it's not possible. <laughs> no, just allow yourself to be like, what, like, where am I at today? And what would pleasure look like today? Yes. Like last week when I was sick, like I was sick, you know, I couldn't get out of bed and I had like the worst stomach flu thing that was happening. And I'm like, what does pleasure look like today? Well, today pleasure looks like getting the softest blanket I can find and like curling up and watching Emily in Paris. Yes. You know, that's what pleasure looked like that day because my energy was completely different than if I'm like all cylinders firing and like skipping and frolicking through life. Like, and so (laughs) there is that range, there is that space for variety, for shifting, for changing, for your humanity, you know, Mm -hmm. so don't hold yourself to this impossible standard of perfection because that is the opposite of what a pleasurable life is all about. Mm, the pleasurable life is allowing yourself to move with the fluidity of your humanity. And some days you're going to be down in the dumps, like going through heartbreak. There have been many, many days in the last five months where I just have been so sad or -hmm. days where I'm so angry. And then I'm like, okay, well, what does pleasure look like today? Pleasure today looks like actually giving myself permission to cry. Yes. Pleasure today looks like screaming into a pillow or going to a rage room and like Mm -hmm. smashing shit. Like that was so pleasurable, (laughs) you know, and other days it's like going and being held with my sisters or being witnessed around a bonfire, you know, like there's so many different ways that it'll show up. And this is where we get to be creative. We get to turn on that feminine essence Mm -hmm. and turn on our creativity and allow for that movement, that flow, that shifting that like as women, you become four different women every month. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense that your experience of pleasure moves and shifts and changes according to what's going on hormonally for you, but also just like what's going on life-wise. Like life is sometimes really fucking shitty. And when it's really shitty, your pleasure is going to look different than the days that it's, you're on top of the world, you know, and that's okay. This is so important because here's the thing, when you get, when you become in a relationship with your body and with your feelings and with everything that's happening inside of your body, feeling becomes pleasurable. Like before I used to do everything in my life to avoid feeling, feeling Mm -hmm. sadness, feeling pain, feeling anger. I thought I didn't even have anger inside me, which is insane. And now when I feel a feeling coming on, so I got my, this just, I think it was just last weekend. It was the full moon potent full moon in Aries. Mm -hmm. So it was like super fiery full moon. Mm -hmm. And I went to bed. I had a, we had a really intense day that Thursday. And then that night I woke up 
in the middle of the night to my cycle, got my moon cycle. And I, the next day was supposed to go have dinner with you actually. And I, Mm. I canceled the plans and stayed home because pleasure, pleasure is normally going for dinner with my sisters. But that Mm. night I knew I needed to be at home. I knew I needed to cry. I knew I need to feel a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I intentionally put on mama. This is cheesy. People are going to think like, what, how does that movie make you cry? But I put on mama Mia part two because in the movie, her mom has passed away and it, it, the movie really touches me deeply. Mm-hmm. And I watched Mamma Mia too, and I sobbed my eyes out. And I think I sent you a voice memo sobbing mm-hmm. my eyes out because I find talking about my, uh, like I'm interpersonal. So talking through my pain is really, really helpful. But I went deep, deep, deep into myself and I felt, and it, and it looked like me laying in bed with Netflix just, and then I watched Bohemian Rhapsody because that always makes me cry a million times too. So I cried my eyes out watching these two movies. And then I did a bunch of journaling after and processed like what was actually coming up and it felt pleasurable. And then I had a bath and then I went to bed and I had like an Epsom salt oil, essential oils, candles, which I always do the most beautiful music. That was the soothing music. I need my heart needed in that moment and then went to bed. And I felt amazing the next day because I honored that. And that is pleasurable for me. It's like pleasure doesn't just look like going for dinner with my girlfriends or, you know, having an orgasm. It, it, this is so important. Like you, the more you get comfortable with yourself and your body and your feelings, the more your feelings become pleasurable. Like you going to the rage room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And then we're not like living life kind of afraid of certain experiences happening, like, or we have to numb certain emotions because they're, they're so overwhelming or we're terrified of their expression. And so we can allow them to come up and out in really, you know, constructive ways. Like I'm not going to, you know, go to, you know, my, my friend's house or my ex's house and like smash his car or like break (laughs) their shit. Like that would be an unhealthy expression of anger and rage. Yes. But a healthy expression of anger and rage might be a boxing class, might be a rage room, might be screaming into a pillow. If you don't live in an apartment, maybe like banging on the floor, you know, Mm -hmm. and having a full blown adult temper tantrum. Like, Um, there are ways that we can work with those energies, but again, like we have to first normalize that, you know, we're human beings, we're going to have emotions and they're all normal. Yeah. They're not good, bad, right, wrong. They're just part of being human. Yeah. And when you allow them to move through, then they don't get stuck. And when we, when they don't get stuck, your channel is more clear, which means you can feel more, you can access more, you can be present and rooted more often, and then be in that response to life and response to pleasure. And that's when those magical portal doors really start to open, regardless of who you are and who you love. Yeah. Exactly. So my sisters, I'm like, I have no idea how long this has been because I don't know what time we started. I think it's been about an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I, um, I, we, Kelsey and I could just keep jamming forever and we will have her on again. Actually talk about the numerology thing. So yeah. Kelsey's first episode with us was episode six. Mm-hmm. Today is episode 42, which in numerology is also a six. Yeah. So four plus two is six and six is the number of love and community. And so it's like every time (laughs) we have a jam, it's like this anchoring of more love, anchoring more community, anchoring of family. It's also the the number of family. Mm. And so like there's this beautiful energy that seems to be circling around whenever we get to collaborate on something. And I love that it's rooted in the number six. Like it's, it's like the beautiful energy of like being pregnant with life. Like if you look Mm -hmm. at like, even just like how a six looks like the six is pregnant with life. And so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of magic in there that we get to play with. And of course, like numerology and astrology and tarot and all the things like are so my jam and like reading messages from the universe. Like that is my thing. My Scorpio moon just eats that shit up. Like (laughs) my Virgo moon does too. Virgo Mm -hmm. moon is apparently the high priestess Andy says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. 
I love it. I love this conversation so much. And um, so tell us about, as we wrap it up, um, tell us about where these amazing women can find you and anything you want to talk about that you want them to know about. Sure. Um, Instagram is the best place to find me. So Radical Self Love. Um, I will be releasing my new podcast in most likely in November. So I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but uh, yeah, November is looking like the time where that new baby will be birthed into the world, which I'm very excited. And I also have a new upcoming uh, membership that I'm really excited about. It's called the pleasure portal. And we're going to be talking about all things, pleasure, all things, divine feminine magic, all things, love, sex, intimacy, like all the things on a monthly basis and guest teachers and workshops and sisterhood circles and book reading, like all the things. And I'm so excited about it. Um, so that'll, we're going to do the pre-launch in November, December, January, and then like the official launch happens in February. So any of the pre-launch people get, you know, their pre-launch price for, for life. So I'm excited for that to, to hit the airwaves soon. Oh my God. Yeah. Run over to her Instagram, <laughs> follow her so you can keep up with it. Cause my God, like what the pleasure portal. Yeah. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, but how, but how there you mm-hmm. go. Well, there, you go. <laughs> there you go. We've got to <laughs> play with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your heart and your magic, your potency. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And I love you too. Um, thank you for being the first. I, I definitely at first felt like excited, but also weird doing an episode without Catherine because mm-hmm. um, this is our baby. And yeah. I love that she trusts me and you enough to have mm-hmm. us jam on our own. And um, now we're creating a new reality for ourselves in the podcast too. So Absolutely. thank you for being the first of all things. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. And thank you for having me and for trusting me. And I just adore you and Catherine so much. And I'm excited to hear this you know, recording back because we covered so much and I'm like, oh gosh, like I kind of blacked out there. I'm like, what did we even talk about? Um, And so to listen back to it, but also just the feedback from the episode, I think is going to be really, really beautiful. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So like always join the new truth movement, Facebook group. If you're not already in there, we have lots of amazing conversations happening in there and also um, yeah, like, Uh, comment or whatever review do a review if you feel pretty jazzed up by this episode as we do and um, until next time have a pleasurable day and can't wait to hear yeah hear how your pleasure journeys go sending you so much love bye